what's going on everybody our first episode or should i say third episode of season three maybe you know the first episode since our first two episodes of season three you get the point today on this episode we're going to talk about our new top tens we want to discuss an updated version of an episode that we had last year called best of the best, where we talked about who we felt were the top 10 players in the league and other things in that realm. That was a good episode. That was fun. So we figured we'd bring it back because so much has changed in that time frame. So many players have gotten better. Some have regressed, etc. So, with that all being said, how are you, Zach? I am good. I've been enjoying the first couple of weeks of NBA season. It's been fun and exciting. Uh, I've been enjoying watching the mess out of the Lakers. I feel bad for them, but I also can't help but watch the foolishness that goes on. But a lot of exciting stuff going on. Like, there's a lot of bad teams that are, like, playing good to all right, which is very interesting. They're playing spoiler really early. Those things will affect what happens at the end of the year. But yeah, I've been having fun watching this season. Just looking forward to uh, seeing how things play out with, uh, you know, certain teams, like see what happens with, you know, of course the Celtics, that's, the, that's my team. Very interested what goes on with the Nuggets, see how things go for them. So just looking forward to seeing how things turn out. But how about you? I'm pretty good. Life is cool. I've also enjoyed watching the new season so far, although my Sixers are uh, not looking too hot and are looking quite unbearable on the defensive end, but that's neither here nor there. I, I don't want to get too much into that. You know, that's not that's not why we're here. So, with with uh, with that out the way, what's your top ten and like who 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 is on your list right now? That all right? So we got. Giannis, Jokic, Luga, Embiid, Steph, that's five. KD, LeBron, Tatum, John Morant, and I want to put an asterisk over Kawhi Leonard. I will I will hold off on that because he literally just played like two games in like two years. But with that, and this last spot, spot is hard without putting Kawhi in. But I think I think I am going to go with Jimmy Butler at 10. Him and Dame are fighting for that last spot. Him and Dame are fighting for that last spot without Kawhi. I feel like recency bias would make me say Dame, but I've seen Jimmy Butler carry a team that should not have gone that far because of, you know, because he's Jimmy Butler. And I've seen the Blazers not do as well. Granted, they've had to, had to face some legendary teams, but yeah, that's just how I feel. Right, That's just how I feel in my heart of hearts. So that's my 10. How about you? So those are just your top tens in no specific order. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no no specific order there. Hmm. That's that's interesting. So in my top ten, I have like I have Steph, Luca, I have Jokic, KD, Joel, Giannis, Tatum, uh, Ja, and then at that 10th spot. 
I would have to put Kawhi, I'd put Kawhi with an asterisk as well because I know what he's capable of. And the last that I saw of him was clearly above anything that I've seen over the past two years from anybody else. So, yeah, right now he's kind of just hanging out. You said Ron? Oh, Bron. I'm bugging. Yes. Okay. That's what yeah, I was, yeah, 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 I yeah, want to yeah, know yeah, if he's there yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Bron is Bron is still a top ten player. That's not even that's not even worth debating. That 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 man is still there. Although he has not been a great GM, <laughs> but that's not that's not what we're here for. That's I don't know. I mean, weird. I would never. Like, I just wouldn't think LeBron would be a good GM like after being an NBA player anyway. Right. People are just too good to like evaluate. You know, like he's just so great that his ability to evaluate talent is skewed for the simple fact that he's just great as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like I just feel like he wouldn't make a great GM just based on like all the things that happen in general. So at that point, the Lakers are listening to him to the point where they're willing to make certain decisions. Is that's not on him, that's on them. Like, of course he has an opinion, like he's a fucking player. But man, <laughs> like you said, he is not a good GM. Nah, I mean he hasn't. Uh, he's been in the past. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he has made good decisions that ultimately helped him win a title. Like for example, having having like the team that he had in Cleveland, like building that team in Cleveland, or not really building it, but you know having some say and getting some pieces that I mean ultimately they fell through but at the time they were very helpful for him right so yes but okay why don't we just get into the order then I know you you gave an order or no I didn't give an order all right so let's 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 just like you said earlier let's start from 10 10 up who's your 10 my 10 my 10. Good, sir. Good, sir. Okay. So my top 10 as follows is right now, only because we haven't seen him play in two years, my number 10 would be Kawhi Leonard, followed by number nine, John Morant. Number eight would be Jason Tatum. Number seven would be and this is it's still hard. It's still really hard for me to say right now, but I have, I'm going to kind of have to say it right now. I would say LeBron, number okay. seven. Number six would be KD. Number five would be Joel Embiid. Number four would be. Yo- Actually, wait a minute. No, no, I'm right. I'm right. I'm I'm still right. I'm still where I want to be. Number five. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What did I just say? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. You said five was Embiid. Right, right, right. Yep. Okay. I'm, I just. I'm. Yep. Okay. Number five is Embiid. Number four would be Steph. Number three would be Nikolai Jokic. Oh, okay. Number two would be Luka Doncic. And number one right now, who I believe the best player in the world 
is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, with that being said, the NBA, in my mind, personally, is fluid. I don't think that this is a, like, how I, how I felt the league was for a long period of time, and I think I, I explained this before, but this it's, it's even more relevant to this episode, but I think that from the moment LeBron, like, I would say from the moment LeBron reached his peak, probably in the latter years of his first run in Cleveland, he was he was the best player in the world. And I think that he had he's been number one. He had been number one for a while. Like, I think. That run of him being the best player in the world ended. After the bubble. I think he was the best player in the world from prime LeBron in the first run. So for the the greater part of 10 years, LeBron was the best player in the league. And I don't, I don't think there was much of a discussion. I think that a lot of, a lot of players kind of like got put in, in a, in a similar category because they won or they did something big. Like a couple people tried to take the crown off his head when Katie won a title. And I still don't think that it was close. But I think after the bubble season, two things happened. One, with father time and injuries and things like that, LeBron's, LeBron's defense tailed off much further than it had already began to tail off in, in his second run in Cleveland. Because in Miami, defensively, LeBron James was a god like on, on defense. Um, and he was unbelievable on offense. And I, th- I personally think he was better in, on offense when he got when he you know, came back to Cleveland for his second run, while still retaining, you know, top defensive effort. And he started, but he he started to, you know, tone it down a bit, you know, to conserve energy for the playoffs because he knew he was going to run through the East each year. So, but yeah, like with that being with that all being said, I feel like with the the defense toning down and the fact that his body started to give way give way and he had to miss a lot more games and then also the fact that you started to have these young superstars really rise to the occasion and other players really start to take over the league for a consistent amount of time and like we've seen what Steph Curry has done at this point and he's been unbelievably consistent and dominant and the 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 playoff run and final run especially like what he did against the Celtics who are one of the better defenses we've seen in quite some time that was amazing and he he showed that you know at this like at this point like he's really that dude like he's already been really that dude and he's already been like a top five top ten player easily but you know, just stuff like that, and Luca doing great things. Giannis has been great and incredibly consistent as well. So we're starting to get more prominent names in the league, and I think with that, you know, there's always going to be change and flux. And right now, even for example, like a lot of people can't really tell who the MVP of the league is. Although, in my personal opinion, right now, I think it's uh, Luka Doncic, but that's neither here or there. Um, so. That's just that's that's my take on it. That's how I see it. 
and again, just running through it before you go, um, my top 10 was 10, Kawhi, 9, Ja, 8, Jason Tatum, 7, LeBron, 6, KD, 5, and B, Steph, 4, Jokic, 3, Luka, 2, and Giannis, 1. That's my top 10. Okay, okay. We actually have a lot of similarities, but there's a, a couple of points of contention, so I'm going to just run through it. So like I said, Kawhi has an asterisk. Had I uh, seen it enough, I would put him in there. But as of right now, I got 10, Jimmy Butler. Yes, in the regular season, he's probably like maybe top 20 or something. But when the playoffs come and the lights are brightest, dude put, comes out in balls and definitely make, makes a lot of noise in the playoffs. Bunch of 40-point games and nor, more than just the points, just – his impact outside the box score is one of the, like, if, if I had to rank players in terms of, like, who has, like, the biggest, like, impact, like, off-court stuff, like, uh, you know, it's off the stat sheet, I'd probably put Jimmy Butler at top three, maybe even one. But, yeah, so I got Jimmy at 10, John Morant 9. I'm going to have to say, ooh, I hate to do it. I'm going to put Tatum 8, Braun 7. KD six, Embiid five, Steph four, which I have a hard time with, which would put Luca for me at three, Jokic two, and then Giannis one. Yeah, Steph, I would, I really do want to put him at top three, you know, just want to chip and all that, but I feel like the way which I just feel like no one else can do, or no one else outside of Luca, Jokic and Giannis can do what can do what Luca does with the team he has. I feel like if Steph had that team, they would not be a playoff team. I feel like if Embiid had that team, they would be they would be a playoff team, but more so because Embiid's just so dominant, just like as a you know center who can do it all. But yeah, I just feel like outside of those three, Luka Jokic and Giannis, no one else can do what Luka does with that team. So I guess Scott put respect on that and put him in the top three. But yeah, that's my that's my top ten right there. I like so it. I do, I do find it interesting that you have Jokic behind Luka. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, for me, I, I'll explain that. So I know that that's a point of contention, but like Jokic, Jokic is so consistent and I love what he does. And like, I, you know, I, 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 can, I can't say but so much about the greatness that he exhibits every year and the things that he does every year he can shoot the three and so on he's a great player i love it now the difference between luka and Jokic for me is that and it's not the most fair thing but you got to think about it from the perspective of luka is a perimeter player and i feel like he has more control of the game and and I mean Jokic has a lot of control of the game and he you know he dices defenses up with his passing ability and his scoring ability but one thing and one thing that I can say too right off the bat is that I feel like almost in no case a Luka Doncic team would ever get swept this has happened multiple times now in Jokic's career Jokic has been swept um and and or dominated and 
his team and, and, and the thing is like Luca's teams talent wise, I don't think like you could you can't point at a single series that Luka Doncic has played in and say that he's had more talent. You can't point at a single series that he's played in. And like, well, Jokic has only been swept in one series, but still even being gentleman swept, it would be, it would be a hard thing to do unless, you know, you're a champion like Golden State was last year. And those games were tough. Some, some of them, at least I'll put it that way. But like, Luka Doncic, the best player he's had was who? Jalen Brunson last year <laughs> by his side. That was probably the best thing he's had. His most talented teammate was Porzingis, but that didn't work out in terms of At fit. Porzingis yeah. definitely is the most talented teammate he had, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the, and then who? So, the best teammate he's had was Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Jalen Brunson is balling for the Knicks, by the way. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. It's worth a hundred million and worth damn near tampering. Sure, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Right. The, the jury's still out on that, but we'll see. Nikolai Jokic has had players by the name Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Although Michael Porter Jr. hasn't been super healthy, but. Again, like having a guy like Jamal Murray and only doing but so much, like, and you got to think too, the the Mavericks and the Nuggets always wind up within the same kind of area in playoff standings, but you mm-hmm. but you look at what Luca has versus what Jokic has, and it's not close. It's really not close, if I'm being completely honest. Like, if you put Jokic on that, like, if you traded the two, I still feel like Jokic could do some things. Like, don't get me wrong. I still do believe that, like, he could take them to the playoffs, but I don't know if he could make them look as good. And then also, like, this season, Jokic or Doncic kind of is at a point where he's almost just, like, he's just out on the court having fun. like. He's throwing, mm-hmm. he's throwing no look alley oops off the glass and throwing like just just doing whatever. He makes the game look fun. And then my last point is specific, specifically on that, you know, the difference between the two of them is Luka Doncic is Mr. Game Seven from what we've seen. Like, Luke, you know, Nikolai Jokic, he's had his moments and he's had a couple of good Game Sevens, but. Luka Doncic averages over 40 in game sevens. And, like, when we talk about shining shining bright when the lights are the brightest, averaging 40 in game seven is, is like, that's unbelievable. So, and it's, yeah, for me right now, Luka Doncic is probably the second best player. And he's, like, really challenging. I feel like he's challenging Giannis for that position just based on what he does being an, an offense unto himself as well. I feel that. Now, another another thing I want to discuss real quick. I know we both put Katie and Tatum, Katie and LeBron in the, the, the spot above and the two spots above Tatum, basically. But would it be crazy to put Tatum over LeBron and Katie, especially given that Tatum 
murder Katie in the series last year? Would that be crazy? I think so. Okay. I think so only because of the fact that it wasn't just like he murdered him one-on-one all series. Like the Celtics bullied the Nets as a team last, last playoffs. And I think if you put Kate, like the thing too is like Jason Tatum, the last we saw of big basketball with Jason Tatum was him getting manhandled by Andrew Wiggins. So, and I, and I don't think KD would let that happen as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that he would allow that to happen. Also, same thing with LeBron. We've never seen an individual clearly outplay LeBron. Like, two dudes have performed so well and still have lost their matchup but just, you know, we're on the winning side and got finals MVPs. That would be Kawhi and Andre Iguodala. They both got cooked. Like, let's be let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Both of them got cooked. And there's no man who would step in front of LeBron in a playoff series as his matchup and outplay him, especially in the finals. And we've seen it, what, 10 times? Uh, I don't know. I, think, I would say... To counter that, while I agree with you, I think some people would say that KD had outplayed him in the finals when he was with the Warriors, at least in the last the last run. Some people would say that. I don't I don't think so, but I think some people might might think that, but I don't know. I don't think I feel like LeBron I agree with you, but there are series that some people may point to. He's like, hey, what about this time? I have trouble with that. I, I have trouble with that. Like you can't point like I would love I would love any individual to point to like to 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 show me when was it even close. <laughs> like no. Like even like um okay. So you have we can go we can go each finals like there was no there was not one. And then if we we want to look at KD KD, KD, like, yeah, KD was cook. KD was cooking, but LeBron was getting like 40 and, and losing. Like, he dropped what 50 in the yeah, first I think game? It was 51 9 and 9 in that game one when uh, when George Hill missed the free throw and JR Smith had a brain fart. Yeah, like, dropped 50 on his ass. And it's like, it came back the following year and still, like, in all of those series, he averaged like 30 or 40. Yeah. So I yeah, I, again I don't I don't see nobody stopping like and Jason Tatum last year, I don't think he averaged over what twenty he averaged like twenty two, twenty-three. In the finals, yeah. But in the series in the series prior to that, he was getting like twenty six, twenty seven. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler had the series of his life and still got outplayed by LeBron. So, you know, I I again right no I, I feel you I agree I was just I that's was my only argument and I understand I understand that I, and I, you know that's that's I like that all right word hmm now I feel like do you think Tatum can at least I feel like by the end of the season I, I could put Tatum over both of them given especially given what the team was going on their teams Tatum's going crazy right now he's he is outplaying them at this current moment yes it's early but he's outplaying them right now. The Lakers are 
boo-boo. LeBron is not being a good leader. He is out there. He, he's just as soulless and lifeless as everybody else. He's getting his numbers. And Katie is on the, the Brooklyn circus with a whole bunch of hooplas going on. And he's balling too, but he's still losing. You know what I mean? At certain points, like, winning matters. Winning matters, but the thing is, like, at the end of the day, we talk about, like, like winning matters from a legacy perspective, I guess. Like, that, well, it definitely does. It definitely matters from a legacy perspective. And also when we're talking about, I guess, teams. But when we're talking about individual performance, this is what top 10 is about. And I mean, like, yes, it helps. It, it helps your argument. If you're going up against, if you're like, if you if it's really tight, but I don't think it's that close. That's my thing. I think that right now, that top seven is really close. Okay, I feel you. The fluidity and all that. Yeah, I think that top seven is really fluid. Like if Luka Doncic, like wilds out and Giannis were to struggle a bit. I feel like Giannis could usurp, well, uh, Luka could usurp Giannis at some point. I feel like Jokic could go back above Doncic. I feel like Steph could usurp all of them because in the finals, he was the best player on the planet. And, you know, that kind of deal. I think that John Morant and Jason uh, Jason Tatum right now are kind of like on the outs of that. And I feel like, um, if I'm being honest, I feel like Kawhi, if he were to get like healthy and in full gear and like actually play consistently, he could, he could leapfrog both of them. Yeah. I feel you. I think this is my last point on Tatum and then we can move on from him. Cause it's, there's a whole list of 10 players, but it's just the Tatum and Kawhi thing is interesting. Cause you know, the Clippers and Celtics are the two teams. At least when you talk about their, their two wings that are comparable with Kawhi and PG and then Tatum and Brown. I feel like Tatum is definitely a better playmaker than Kawhi. You know, Kawhi, Pete Kawhi defensively, you know, obviously he's better than, than anything Tatum's ever done. But, um, you know, Kawhi's defense has been not the best defense for, like, the last couple, se- last couple of seasons he played. And, yes, he's been injured, et cetera, et cetera. But, I don't know, that would be interesting to see a healthy Kawhi and healthy Tatum du- duke it out. You know, that is my final prediction. So, it'd be fun to see that. But why don't we talk about the John Morant and the Grizzlies a little bit? Because I think – I feel like the Grizzlies are interesting because in terms of talent, like talent of players outside of John Morant, I think him and Luka probably have the worst teams out of everybody on this top – well, other than LeBron, of course. Like, I think the Nets – like, the Nets have Kyrie, you know what I mean? Ben Simmons talent, is a talented player. But I think, you know, Desmond Bain is Jaws' best teammate. And I'd say – when Ben Simmons is at his best, he's better than Desmond Bain. And when Kyrie's at his best, obviously he's better than Desmond Bain. And there are people in this world who argue Kyrie over Ja, which I don't agree with, but those people exist. <laughs> so I don't know. I just think I think John Moran definitely has a lot of potential to to get in that top five. I think once he his three point shots been falling this year, he's been getting like thirty five a game. Yeah, I just think I really like the Grizzlies in terms of like what I was talking about with uh, Jimmy Butler, just like the off the stat sheet, just energy and bringing bringing it to the table for his team. John Morant is also up there in that discussion. Very few players can match what he brings in terms of like he brought the Grizzlies back to life 
from his rookie season up till now. Like I think, I think I just think you know that's something special. That I definitely consider that in my top ten rankings. Like you know, who is more than just a great basketball player? And that stuff really matters. What is your take on John Morant and all the things he's done thus far? For me, Ja is one of the guys on this list that's interesting for this reason, injuries. I think that there are some guys who you know for a fact they're going to play most nights, and then you have a couple of guys who you know for a fact are going to sit some nights, uh, on, on including Kawhi Leonard, obviously. You've got LeBron at this point of his career being, what, 37? You've got you've got a guy like Joel who may miss some time. So yeah, just just guys like that, they're gonna miss time. And with him, he, you know he's gonna miss some time at some point. And it's just about when and hoping that he doesn't. With Ja, like as you said, he's a franchise, he's a franchise player for not just the things that he provides on the court but it's the off the court stuff it's the 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 being in the media it's the all around franchise player swagger and mentality and what he brings to being a face of a franchise and being in the media and and whatnot it's all of those things that make him who he is and what he is to that city of memphis so i think that he definitely is deserving of a top 10 spot. I think that he's kind of locked in at that number nine spot. I don't think that he's, and it's not even to say that he's close to top, to being, to being, you know, below top 10, because mm -hmm. I think that he's really heavily locked in at that spot. And he may fall to 10, but I don't think he would fall lower than 10. Agreed. In my eyes. Like, I don't see him falling lower than 10. I think that he's really, really good. Really, really good. Right. Um. So, and like, as you like, going off the, the Tatum and Kawhi thing, Jason Tatum right now is like what it, he, he is, he is offensively an equivalent if not better than what Kawhi is at his peak and defensively I think they're closer to equals at this point in time where you know obviously Kawhi is one of he was one of the better at in his prime he's one of the better perimeter players that we've ever seen mm -hmm. so that's that's an interesting thing. I would love I personally would love to see that. I think I think if Kawhi is healthy, in, in my opinion, I think that he he does what he does. I think he wins that matchup. I, I don't know if that would constitute the Clippers winning a series against the Celtics if that were to be the case, but that's 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 another conversation for another day. That's fair. But that that to me. That's all, that's an interesting thing. It's it's all around. It's an interesting conversation to have, but I, I do think that John Moran is locked in at number nine, and I do think that Jason Tatum is locked in at number eight. But I do think that Kawhi, if he can get healthy, if he can get healthy, and that is a very big if. Mm -hmm. Like if he can play 
above 60, I say what, 66 games, which is a tall ask for a player like Kawhi Leonard at this point in his career, which is crazy to think because he's only in his early 30s. Right. So, yeah, if Kawhi could play like 66 games and we get the Kawhi that, like, and the thing, the thing is, too, with Kawhi, we got to be patient. Like, right now, I think Dame and Jimmy Butler are both playing better. But, again, it's because I think Kawhi is still getting his, his game back. You, you talk about a man who couldn't even walk without equipment for a while. You know what I mean? Like, tearing your ACL is serious business. And it takes a lot to physically be able to build back up to being a all NBA talent and a world a world beater and being one of the best players that we've seen in probably the past decade. Like it takes time to being that again. So w- me putting him in the top 10 honestly is giving him some grace. Mm-hmm. Because of because again, as I said previously, Anything that no, I haven't seen anything in the in the past two years that's above what I've seen from him at his at his peak and like what he was doing before he went down. Like he was he was helping the Clippers vanquish the Jazz, and then he went down. And again, I think that and this is this is something that's debatable. But if he doesn't go down, they probably go to the final like when they go to the finals i think i don't think that's too debatable but i think that it is a debate whether they beat the bucks or not mm-hmm. and to me if he's healthy i think so okay that's just me i think he has his third ring and third finals mvp but again that's why i have him in that top 10 and i think he he's good enough where he can move the top 8 now the real question would be if Kawhi Leonard got back to his game and he were really like, let's say he just erupts out of nowhere, right? Which he can do. He he's capable of it. If he erupts and like has like, let's say seven or eight, thirty-five plus point games or something, some crap like that. The real question for me is, could he usurp LeBron and KD on this list? Because I don't think he gets any any further than that, but I think could like that. That's my real question. Do you think he can get above those two? I think, I think so. Like because with Kawhi, the question is, can he? We we're not sure if he's declined, quote unquote, yet. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, like as great as LeBron is, he has the physical decline is clear and obvious. As great as KD is, we know he's missing a good third of the season guaranteed and his team is, is like just like LeBron his team is some shit right now so I guess the question is if look Kawhi has declined if he has not then yes I believe he can usurp them but if he never gets back to the Kawhi that we know then I think I would put him under them and the question is can he usurp Tatum and Ja I think that's that is the, the caveat there because we just don't know what what the what Kawhi's current uh when Kawhi when current Kawhi's at 100 percent we do not know what that looks like that's where I'm at that's a good point 
That's a good point. Because I personally think he's going to have to be he's going to have to be playing his best basketball in the play. Like, he's going to have to be where he was at in the playoffs to get to the finals. Right. In this in this current league. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Now, are there any other pieces of the top ten that you want to cover specifically? Any other areas? Uh not really. I guess I just want to clear up what I said earlier about like with John and the team thing. I guess what I really meant was like in terms of the second guy, like he doesn't have another star like some of these other dudes. Ooh. John Morant. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That makes sense. Yes, that's what I meant more so than the team. Like, obviously, his team is great, but like, he doesn't have another. He doesn't have another guy. He might have. He like in terms of talent, like like in terms of depth, he he might be on the deepest team that of all the players in the top ten. Yeah, in terms of depth, but like if if uh, a team's shutting down Jaws, it's like and there's and someone else needs to come in and get and get lead the team to victory. They, they you know, they don't have that. another guy who can just like go supernova. Okay. Like Bron got AD, you know, KD got Kawhi or um, Kyrie. Uh, you yeah. know, Kawhi got Paul George. Yep. So like, you know, I just think that's interesting that he he uh, has has taken this team and Ja has allowed them to become uh, greater greater than the sum of their parts. Absolutely. And that only happened because of him. That's that's what more so I was getting at. That's just I just think that is fascinating. But other than that, nah, I'm kind of good in what we have at the top 10. Okay. Now, we talked about this a little bit before. What, like, what, what player do you think, and, and you already kind of spoke on it a little bit, what player do you do you see jumping into the top 10 that you, that currently are, like, isn't already in your top 10? All right, so like I like you said, I mentioned Dame already. I kind of talked about him a bit, so I'm not gonna get into that. But Zion, I I know, and like last time we did this, it's funny because Zion and Tatum were the two guys we talked about. And Tatum did reach both both our top tens. But Zion again, if he can stay healthy, the Pelicans look really 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 good. They look like they can get in that. That they definitely look like they can reach the finals. Um, just based on how things things are looking currently in the West. Like to your credit, like you said in our our West preview, like they definitely have the potential to get there. And Zion has, you know, he's just getting twenty seven, easy shooting sixty percent from the field, no problem. And you know, one, the only question with Zion is, can he get truly? He makes great defensive plays, but in terms of like as an overall defender, he is not really great. He just gets like you know some high flying blocks here and there. So if he can just put it all together. And I just don't think he needs to shoot threes personally because dude averages like he shoots 60% from the field easy. Like you don't need a three-pointer at that point. But Zion can get there. Dan can get there. In terms of outside of them, Devin Booker has been really good this year. My thing with him is I'm not – I feel like like Luka is an offense unto himself. He wouldn't call Luka a weapon. Luka just is an offense. You know what I mean? But Devin Booker – is a weapon to me. Like if I were to build a team around any player, Devin Booker wouldn't be near the top of my list. If I needed to add a add a player to take my team over the top, I would definitely get Devin Booker. I think if Devin Booker can truly, you know, become a, not not become an offense unto himself, but that's just very few guys can even do that. 
But if he can just become a bit more well-rounded and he's getting there, I think he can get in that top 10 conversation. But um, yeah, other than that, that's that's pretty much it for real. I'm not really thinking of anybody else. Like, of course, there's other dudes who are great, but I wouldn't see them getting in that, getting in the top 10. That's a good point. That's fair. Yeah, Devin Booker is an interesting conversation because he's one of these young upstart, well, not upstart, but young up-and-coming stars. And, right. you know, he's in the class of a Jason Tatum and of a Ja Morant, but not quite. And so it's just it's it's so interesting with him. Like I think he'll I think he'll probably be like a top fifteen kind of player, maybe for the rest of his career, unless, you know, until like Steph, LeBron, and Kawhi and guys like that retire. And then I think he'll roll into that that group by default. That's kind of what I see happening. Victor about to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save a spot for Victor and Wimbanyama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, they've already hailed him as the the greatest draft prospect ever, or the, at least definitely the best draft prospect since LeBron James. They're streaming his games for free on the NBA app That's to, to boost the Victor <laughs> hype train. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it is quite amazing to see just how much a man is um is being celebrated and praised All it's right. it's very fascinating no i i i want to i i i do i do want to see what ultimately comes of his career though <laughs> right like you're saying like the greatest draft prospect since lebron like streaming a high school game on espn was unheard of until lebron Streaming a non-NBA player's games has been unheard of. Like in terms of uh, like what they're doing with Victor, just streaming his games just just because that's that's never been done before until him. So to your credit, it's just in terms of like with media, media presence and uh, consumption of this player's game and stuff like that, it really is uncharted territory that only only LeBron has a comparable path to the NBA for. Mm-hmm. Now, with other players, like, I think Zion, like, I agree with you 100% that it would be, like, in terms of that that next group of guys who could reach the top 10 would be between Zion and Dane for me. The only difference between Zion and Dame right now for me, though, is that I feel like when Dame is actually healthy, and I think he just hasn't been in the past couple of years, when he is fully healthy, he's not going to miss too much time. Mm-hmm. Where Zion already has missed a lot of time, and you don't know. Like I think he has another injury right now. That he's he's currently dealing with. Yeah, his, his butt got hurt. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like you don't know if he'll ever be able to truly stay healthy. And again, it's kind of that conversation of if he can play, and, that, and that's a big if, like six, at least like 64, 66 games, somewhere in that ballpark where you're not missing 20 plus 
Mm -hmm. then all right you have a real and, and and you do it at a high level then you can you can really be in that conversation but right now i think Kawhi is at that 10 spot as a placeholder and then i think that if if he shows consistency he can cement that spot in the top 10 and then i mm -hmm. think it becomes a conversation of Kawhi versus ja and tatum and then if he plays well enough then that also becomes a conversation of Kawhi versus kd versus lebron and so on and so forth and so yeah I, I, it's, it's it's very it's very fascinating very very fascinating now i think the next big because the season opens and we have we have like major landmarks i guess within the nba season or a typical nba season you have the start of the season you have christmas day games mm -hmm. you've got the all-star break and then you've got the playoffs yeah so this is kind of like so we're kind of right now at the start of the season still getting unra unraveled by the time the all-star or well, not the all-star break the, by the time christmas day changes do you think that that's enough time for mo significant movement to take place. Yeah, I would say so because by Christmas it's like thirty something games. Okay. If if someone is um playing bad for thirty games, that, that's a significant chunk of the season. I'd have to say at that point, all right, this person, I need to reevaluate how I how I see this player by that point in time. Okay. So yeah, mm -hmm. so like like you're saying, Kawhi's been consistent and playing well up from now till Christmas. I'll be like, hmm, all right, sorry, Jimmy, I'm gonna have to move you out because that is Kawhi's spot for real. He just he just kind of got it because he he is an incomplete grade at the moment. Mm -hmm. so. so, okay, okay, and so you so do you think that that will happen? Like, do you do you do you project? Like, do you have any movement projections by Christmas time? Uh, just with that ten spot, I think Kawhi will eventually get it going. The problem is he's still like he's come off. A, he's come off the bench. That's not a good sign. And B, he already missing games. Like if you're coming off the bench and playing 15 minutes, I, you would think he'd be playing every game, but not, it's not even that. So I just don't know him. It's just a matter of like, is his body has has his body given up on him? Is it giving up on him in terms of keeping up with the rigors of playing, you know, an NBA season and being an NBA star? He's still a great, talented player, but, you know, we've seen plenty of great, talented players whose bodies just aren't, just don't give them what they need to do what they do what they can do. And that's just unfortunate. And right now we're at a point where we have to, we have to wonder if that is what is happening to Kawhi. I hope not. He's my favorite player. <laughs> I hope not too, but it's just strange because his, his game is not like he's like flying and dunking on everybody and, his game really isn't like based on athleticism. It's a very much a skill based. Yeah, game, so. a lot more technical. Yeah, so it's interesting how his body just keeps how he just keeps getting hurt. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I project personally. Personally, I'm I'm projecting that we might have some shifts within the top five. 
specifically Luca moving to number one mm. around that time. Because at this rate, like the way that he again is in such control of a basketball game, a given game, and it almost it almost looks like he's just like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a trick shot here. Like it's it's almost like he's playing for shits and giggles, and like he does stuff for shits and giggles. Right. All right, for shits and giggles, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this this pass between my legs while looking the completely other direction across the court just just for fun. And it works. So that to me is like that's number one player kind of stuff. And he's winning Mm -hmm. with not as much talent as most players have. Yeah, we haven't seen uh, in terms of player to teammate disparities. It's like really is like LeBron level, like early, early Cleveland LeBron level stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The stylistically, the team fits him for sure, but in terms of like you know his best teammate, no one, no one can sniff an All Star game. None of them. I feel like Christian Wood or Spencer Dinwiddie could snatch a vote, like a a single vote. But everybody, a lot of people get votes. Yeah, a lot of Michael people. Michael was getting votes in like 2017. You know what I mean? Uh, Zaza almost started an All Star game. Yeah, Zaza Pachulia really was was close to starting an All Star game, which was hilarious. Yeah. So I, I I do I do see Luka Doncic being our number one player at least going going into Christmas Day, and then I think we'll, we'll see we'll see things change, and I think regular season basketball is also more conducive and friendly to what he does where he can just openly play the game mm-hmm. where in the playoffs uh he has to be more specific about how he does things and then also defense comes more into play and whatnot which i still think he's a top he'll still be probably like a top two player yeah that really is a thing for me he he needs to know he needs to start guarding people at a certain point and, and and I can't call you the best in the league when you don't guard anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and Jason Tatum has helped out with that significantly, but yeah, the, at the end of the day, defensively, he's still going to have to produce at a much higher level. Right. So I can understand that. And is there anything else that you want to cover specifically within? this realm of top 10 top 15 elite basketball hmm. i would say i think we kind of covered it pretty much this at this point yeah i guess i guess be real quick real quick hitters because some people actually just want to hear about the season for those of you who made it this far i want to hear about some quick current nba season stuff okay what is a team that has surprised you the most it could be Good or bad surprise? A team that has surprised me the most. That's a or, or a player. A player or team that has surprised me the most. That's a great, great question. The team that surprised me the most thus far, I'd say negatively, has been 
I would say the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. because it's just not there. Like they're just still not clicking. And I feel like personally, like schematically and on paper, how how they're organized literally fits perfectly. Like like if you look at their starting five and everything else, it literally all fits perfectly. Like Ben Simmons, you have your playmaker. You have two scorers in Katie and Kyrie who kind of know each other's game. You've got Claxton, who's a lob guy, and you've got guys like Royce O'Neal, Patty Mills, Joe Harris, and, and other guys who can just shoot the ball. But they're one and five, and they're struggling. They still have yet to figure things out defensively, and offensively, they just have not gelled the way they need to. It's surprising because I feel like because because you know they they should on paper fit perfectly and 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 also the teams they've played were good like don't get it wrong they definitely played some good teams mm-hmm. if I'm being honest like they played the Pelicans which was a bl- they should have been a blowout the way it was but they played the Pels they played they beat the Raptors. They lost. They lost to the Grizzlies, the Bucks, like, and they even lost to the Pacers. So yeah. it's like, to me, they just haven't been on one accord. And I thought that they would be better defensively, but they've been absolutely mediocre. And then, in a positive manner, just real quick, I would say the Portland Trailblazers have been very good, very, very good. Uh, shout out my man Anthony McCoy. <laughs> That guy has been in my ear about it. He's been in both of our ears about it because right. he's very happy. But yes, it's been it's it's been terrific to watch them so far. Josh Hart and Fernie Simons has been balling, and he's looking he's looking very seriously at at a most improved player award at least for right now, and so on. So they are currently five and one, and they look really good. And they look like a team that isn't just trying to get a playing spot. So we'll see what happens. But they are the most positive, I guess, the surprise for me right now. Gotcha. Yeah, the Nets are abysmal. The fact that Kyrie and Katie have scored over 70 together like twice and lost, insane. But like we said, quick hitter, so I'll move on from it. I guess my positive surprise i'll go with a player i want to shout out paulo bancaro i should have said he might have potential to be a top 10 player because that dude is tough he is tough his team hasn't is not winning much but he is tough paulo really he really he came in as a do-it-all player he he can shoot he can pass he can play defense like paulo's great so shout out to him and i guess disappointment so many so many uh negative surprises here no one say disappointment but more so i'm confused by why the sixers are like not bought in together like they definitely the talent is there you know and b is great Harden's great max he's great i just don't understand why things aren't working out like they're not playing transition defense and b and b's ramping up i guess so i'll give him the benefit of the doubt maybe he's just trying to get to where he needs to be but like like 
Tobias Harris just kind of standing around shooting. I know you've been on the trade Tobias train for a minute, but it's looking like it needs to happen at this point. Uh, Harden's over dribbling too much. Like what? What? There's no motion. It's just it's Harden runs a set or Embiid runs a set. Maxi was finally got some touches, but Embiid didn't play that game. So you know, I just don't understand what why they're. I mean, so it's just early in the season, so it could just be a rough start. But I just hope it doesn't become a bigger lingering issue. I think they will get together, but sometimes teams just don't. Like remember the Lakers with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Kobe and Gasol. We're like, oh, they'll get together but they never did. So yeah, that is my, those are my two quick teams that are, their players and slash teams are interesting me right now. So that's it for today's episode of Game Time. My name is Zach Wright, hosted by John Wilson. To stay up to further content, you can find us on Instagram, I think, Game Time underscore podcast, on Twitter at Game Time underscore ZNJ, and on Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ. And to find more episodes, listen to this one, past episodes, and our future episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Thanks for tuning in to Game Time. Talk to you all soon.